Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm your host, Claire Sieber, global career and leadership coach, facilitator, speaker, and founder of Eating Your Cake 2, a business focused on helping you sell yourself with more confidence and take control of your career and leadership success. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to amplify your influence, accelerate your career growth, create real presence and have a true impact by learning the tools and strategies that you need to show up with more courage, more confidence and more clarity. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, hello, hello. And can you believe that it is 2022? Holy shit. I still feel like it was yesterday that we only stepped into 2020 and then 2021 flew by and now here we are in 2022. I hope that you were able to have a beautiful festive season. I hope that you were able to have a beautiful break. I hope even if you're listening to this that you're still on a break and you were able to switch off and step away and just have an amazing opportunity to just reflect and relax and rest and breathe and all of the things that for probably all of us, we really need to do after what has been a pretty hectic 2021. So happy new year. Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. We are officially in episode nine, which is a pretty cool place to be. And we are talking today about relationship currency or relationship credits, whatever you want to call it. But before we dig into that topic a little bit, I'd love to talk a little bit about 2022 and the fact that here we are, we've kicked off. I actually recorded this podcast before I went on break. So as this podcast goes to air, I myself am on a a bit of a break and having a little bit of a chance to just step back and breathe and reflect. 2021 was pretty crazy lots happening, lots of really great things and lots of really cool stuff in the works. But it's definitely it it can be very challenging as a business owner to switch off and to step away and have a break. It feels like there's always something to do. There's always something urgent. And, you know, when your business is your baby, you love it and you always want to be working in it or on it or around it. But I've also learned that like with anything, if we invest too much into something for too long, it can become a bit unfun and it can be, it can become a chore. It can become exhausting and it can become a little bit stressful. And so we never want the thing that we love to become hard work. And in order to make sure that that doesn't happen, we also have to make sure that we create space and time to be able to step back and breathe to be able to have a break from it, to be able to fall back in love with it again, and to be able to come back motivated, inspired with fresh ideas and fresh thinking and new ways of doing things. And so that's really been my plan over the Christmas and sort of New Year break was to step back and just rest, rest, rejuvenate, reflect, and then be able to come back into the new year with new motivation, you know, fresh energy, fresh lens on things, kind of raring to go and to deliver value to each and every one of you. I hope you're also able to have the same space, you know, whether it's a day, a week, a month, whatever it's been for you, just make sure that you do 
cut yourself some slack and give your give yourself a chance to breathe and think about what's important. And with that in mind, I would love to hear from you about what your plans are for 2022. How do you, you know, a lot of people talk about New Year's resolutions and for anyone listening that knows me well, they would know that I am not a fan of uh, New Year's resolutions because I believe that that gives us the opportunity to abdicate responsibility. I believe having New Year's resolutions allows us to put things off and wait. Why do I have to wait until a new year to decide to do something? Why can't I decide to do it today and start doing it today? So I prefer to think about though at the start of every new year, I do like to look back at the year before and reflect on who was I as a human? How do I feel that I showed up? And did I stay true to myself and what I believe in? And so those would be the questions that I would ask you going into 2022. Not so much about what do you need to do and what do you need to deliver and what activities do you need to get involved in? I'd rather ask you the question around who do you want to be in 2022? How do you want to show up in 2022? And how do you want to make people feel in 2022? So whether that is in the context of the leader that you are at work or the kind of person that you show up as in the workplace, or whether that's just in your personal life and the way that you show up for your family and for your friends. I think that that is so much more important for us as a society to think about who am I as a human being and how am I contributing to a better world than what do I want to do and what do I want to buy and what do I want to own? And so for me going into 2020, it's really around what are some of the ways that I can keep showing up to be true to the human that I am? How can I keep bringing lots of heart to everything that I do? How can I keep bringing some humor and not take life or myself too seriously in 2022? How can I continue to be kind and pay it forward to people? And how can I continue to show up and be vulnerable? How can I continue to show up and share my story in the hope that it will inspire somebody else to share theirs too? And so for me, those are really the things that I'm holding as the lens of which I am choosing to value and and how I'm choosing to show up. And so I hope that you get some time to think about what does that look like in your world this year? But welcome back to the first episode officially of 2022. And as I said, we are getting down and dirty today. And we're talking about relationship currency or relationship credits and how I believe relationship currency is queen or king to your career success. Yes, you need to be good at what you do, absolutely. You need to be able to deliver. You need to be competent. But I'm going to hazard a guess that the majority of the people who are listening to me right now are far beyond just being competent. You are incredible at what you do. You are experienced. You are unique. You add value. You are worthy. But I wonder how often are we stepping back and thinking about the relationships that we have in our workplaces? Because just being good at what we do, just being competent at what we do, isn't in isolation enough to get us to where we want to go. 
we need to make sure that we are nurturing, investing in, leveraging mutually beneficial relationships with the stakeholders that we have in our organizations and even external to our organizations. But I often think we get so caught up in the doing and you'll probably remember episodes, I think six and seven, I spoke a lot about the getting so caught up in the doing and how working harder isn't going to get you that promotion. And so I repeat that again, just working harder, doing more, doing more, learning more, showing up more to deliver outcomes. Yeah, they're really important. Absolutely. You need those to succeed. But relationship currency or relationship credits and how we consciously build those are equally as important to our career success. Now, full disclosure, when the concept of relationship currency and relationship credits was first introduced to me, I was really uncomfortable with it. It felt manipulative and I felt that it was a little bit, it just felt disingenuine to me. It felt wrong to me to step back and almost do a a stakeholder map or relationship map, which is actually something for the ladies in our Sell Yourself With Confidence program, as they know that this is what we do as part of that program. We create our own relationship map. We actually put onto paper, who are all the people that I need inside my organization now, or in my sphere, in my orbit, so even outside my organization, but critical people in my world who can help me get to where I wanna go? Who are they? And we actually map them down. We write them down on a big piece of paper, right? You put you in the middle and then we kind of sort of draw all over the map, the different touch points that we have with people either internally or externally from our organization. And we start thinking about where does that relationship sit, right? Have I been just taking from that relationship or have I been giving? And if I have just been taking, what is a currency injection that I can put into it to build the currency back up? And as I said, when I first heard about this concept, It felt manipulative to me to step back and map it out like that and to think about it consciously like that. And the feedback that I got was that, well, that, I mean, that's cool, Claire. Like that's your choice. If you don't like it or you doesn't feel right to you, don't, don't do it. No one's going to, nobody's going to force you to do it. Hence why probably so many people are listening to this right now might not have done it. But they also then said in the same sentence, you know, whether you do it or don't do it, that's okay. That's up to you, but it's happening around you whether you like it or not. It's happening to you, whether you like it or not. And you're doing it to other people, whether you like it or not. So relationship mapping and having a a deeper consciousness and awareness of relationship credits is really just helping you become more aware and to invest with intention into things that you're already doing anyway. So if we think about what actually is relationship currency or relationship credits, right? Think about it like this. We give and we take to everybody that we know. And this is in the workplace or in our home life. We give and we take to everybody that we know. Sometimes we give more, sometimes we give less. I know I've got relationships where I feel like I am 99% of the giving, but very little taking. And then I've got others where I probably take more than I give. I've also got relationships where I feel like it's a pretty solid 50-50. Or I've got relationships where we go through cycles. I might be giving a hell of a lot at one point because that person needs it. But then when my time rolls around and I really need them and I'm doing a bit of the taking, they're there to give it because our relationship currency has had enough investment in it that when I take something out, 
there was enough in there to start with that makes it okay. I always want you to imagine some of your key stakeholders, either in your personal life or your working life right now. And imagine each one of them is a jar, a glass jar. If you have nothing in that jar representing your relationship in, in that person, e.g. you've not invested in that relationship, not invested time, you've not helped them with anything, you've not listened to them, you've not perhaps supported them with a project or given, given them enough to warrant that relationship having any currency in it. It's got no coins in it. It's an empty jar. If you keep trying to take from that jar, what's going to happen? Nothing, because it's empty. You've got nothing left to take from that relationship and they've got nothing left to give because it's empty. Now look at a jar that you've got. It's half full with coins, right? This could represent one of your major stakeholders at work, someone that you really need to have a strong and effective relationship with in order for you to do your job well and for, their, for them to be able to do their job well. It's half full of coins. It's not in a bad place. Let's say you need to ask them a favor. You need them to drop everything that they're doing right now, right? And they're busy, they're important too. They got shit to do. You're asking them to help you out with a, with a pretty big favor. So you're taking a handful of coins out of that jar. Because that jar had enough currency in it, you were able to remove those coins from that jar and that person would help you out with the favor that you were asking. But remember, you've now taken coins out of that jar. It's a little bit emptier now because you have taken from it. So you need to now be conscious of how you need to make sure you're adding currency back into that jar at some point. Because if you just keep emptying out all of the coins out of your jar, Eventually, you'll find that it's empty. There's nothing left in it. There's nothing to take from that person. And you've not added anything back into the jar where they're going to be happy to keep giving. So again, we think about this relationship currency or these relationship credits around give and take. We're helping people all the time. We're giving all the time. We connect people. Someone asks us for a favor. We help them out, right? We're prioritizing what somebody else needs over ours. We're giving. We're giving every day, just as much as we're taking every day. We're asking people for help. We're emailing people saying, oh, can I just take a moment of your time? Right, we book meetings in people's calendars for something that we need. We're taking bits of currency out of those jars. The concept of relationship currency though, or relationship credits, is just asking you to become more aware of it. If I'm take, take, taking, what can I do to make sure that I'm supporting and nurturing that relationship to be a sustainable relationship to me in the medium to long term by putting currency back in that jar? And if you're sitting there listening right now going, oh my God, I can't think about my relationships like jars. <laughs> I cannot think about my relationships and the people in my life as if they are jars that I'm taking, putting coins in and out of. I get it. I totally get it too. I felt exactly the same. But it's happening whether we like it or not. We're giving and we're taking every day. What we have the opportunity though to do more of and what you have the opportunity to do more consciously for your own career growth, for your own career and leadership success. And most certainly, if you wanna be seen, heard and noticed inside an organization, if you want that promotion, you wanna be thought about for leadership roles, you need to map out your relationships on a big piece of paper, map everybody out that you need to succeed 
and actually imagine that person and in your relationship with them as a jar. Where is it sitting? Is it empty because you've taken everything out of it or you've not ever consciously invested in that relationship? You've never given that person time. You've never asked them about their lives, who they are, what they care about, what is their job. But yet if you know that you need that stakeholder to deliver on your job or you need that stakeholder to think that you are fantastic if you want any shot at a promotion, maybe it's about time. You consciously step back and think about how might I be able to put some coins in that jar? Because everything is about relationships, whether we like it or not. We need to have good, working, effective, mutually beneficial relationships in order to succeed, at least in the medium to long term. We might be able to get by in the short term by being a dick, but it isn't going to get us very far in the long run. It's certainly not a sustainable career strategy. So start now. Start by stepping back and thinking about who are the people in my organization that I need to start building better relationships with to be seen, heard and noticed. Who are the people in my orbit outside the organization? Who are past colleagues that since I stopped working with, maybe I lost touch with them, yet actually they're a really good person for me to have in my orbit, in my world. I can help them and they can help me, but I haven't spoken to them for a couple of years. Maybe I might want to start. So I guess there's probably four main things I want to, I want to get you to start thinking about with this idea of relationship currency. The first is if that you're sitting there with an attitude of people don't matter. I'm just here to do, I just want to do my job. People don't matter. Why can't I just come in, do my job and leave? Then you are already on the back foot. Change your mindset and change it quickly. Not only do people hire people that they like, but people with strong and mutually beneficial two-way relationships tend to advance in business very well. So if you don't think that you need relationships to succeed, to grow inside an organization, I would really encourage you to check yourself before you wreck yourself because you do. Yeah. And if you're not interested in other people, if you're like, I don't want to engage in small talk, I don't care about other people, then this might be a really great opportunity for you to step back and think about why and how might that be a barrier to your success going forward. The second thing I want to suggest to you is to think about how might you be able to make relationship development just a standard part of your week. This doesn't have to be hard, guys. This doesn't have to be something that becomes an all-encompassing kind of overwhelming activity. It's just something that we can start embedding into the way we show up every week, right? Invest your time. Pick three or four people in the organization that you know are critical to your success. Get to know them. Who are they? What do they do? What do they stand for? Just get visible with them. Ask them about their world. What do they care about? What are the challenges that they're facing? Right? Ways that we can invest, you know, we're putting relationship credits into a jar every time we stop and we listen to people and we let them talk about their worlds. That is a really easy way to put coins into that relationship jar. Listen, take a genuine interest. So pick a couple of people and take, make that your goal. A couple of interactions every week where you just ask someone, how are you? What's going on in your world? How can I help you? What could I do to make your life easier? You will find your jars start overflowing quicker than you could have imagined just by taking more interest. The third point, and I've touched on it a little bit already, is around keep your networks with people that you used to work with as well or people that you've met along the way. If I had a nickel for every person who's reached out to me over the years 
and obviously because I've been in HR roles, I might not have heard from them for, for 10 years. Not a peep. Not a how are you, not a what's happening in your world, nothing. Not a peep, right? So the relationship jar's relatively empty. Then they come out, come out of the blue, flick me a note on LinkedIn, still don't even ask me how I am. Still don't even pretend to talk any small talk. And they just email me and say, hey, can you get me a job? What do you reckon my answer is? I'm busy. I mean, I am busy, but you've not asked me how I am. You've taken no interest in me as a human being for the last 10 years. And now you're coming back on the scene asking me to drop everything and just find you a job without any actual context of, of what that job is or, or what you've done to help yourself. Our time and our resources, we don't have much of them. So when we're sharing them with people, we're going to share them with the people we've got the best relationships with and can make the most positive difference to first and foremost. So if you've got people that you've worked with in the past, whose friendship, whose relationship you really valued, or people that you went to uni with, people you've met at networking events, whatever it might be, and you've lost touch with them, challenge yourself to make sure you keep in touch with them as well. Invest time in those relationships and keep them fresh because you will find that you might be able to help them someday and they might be able to help you. You can learn from each other. You can keep connected. You can keep supporting each other well after you stop working with people. And lastly, be open to what you don't know and that it actually might be of value to you. So think about the relationships that you're building with people, the people you're meeting along the way and how you are adding currency credits to those jars, right? You can learn from people both professionally and personally. And the way that you ask questions the way that you engage with people, the way you interact with people and go, wow, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. Or actually, I like your idea way better than mine. That in itself builds a depth of relationship and being able to be honest and vulnerable enough to say, actually, I, I was wrong. You're right. Your, your suggestion's a lot better. That in itself can help build relationships deep and, and grow the jar, add to the currency. But if you're so closed off, that you don't want to get to know others or you don't want to invest time in other people, then you don't know what opportunities for learning that you actually could be missing out on as well. So relationship currency, my friends, is key. Thinking about the people in our world that we need and that we want to be around us, the people that we want to support, the people that we want to help out too. How are we investing consciously into nurturing those relationships so that when the time does come that we need, we might need a favor from those people. We might need their help. We might need their time that the answer from them will be an overwhelming, hell yeah, I'll help you. What do you need? I'm here for you. Instead of a, mm, I won't reply for three or four or five days and then come back and say, I'm sorry, I was really busy. I actually don't have time to help you. Invest in your relationships for your career success. Do it consistently. Don't just do it when you need a new job. Don't just do it when you need somebody's help then and there. Do it as part and parcel of the way that you show up in work and in life. Relationships are the key to your success. So that is it for our episode today. If you're sitting there still going, man, this concept is just blowing my mind. Reach out to me. Reach out to me. Let's talk about relationship mapping. Let's talk about how you can control your own career with a little bit more strategy, right? How we can get you out of the day today in the weeds, get you off the dance floor, onto the balcony. Let's look down 
and let's map out what you need to start doing more of or less of to get you that promotion, to get you that leadership opportunity, to get you that pay rise, to get you the training, the stretch opportunity, whatever it is that you want. I am here for you. I want to see you succeed. So please reach out, have a chat with me. Let's get this sorted for you. But otherwise, thank you for listening. If you're loving what you're hearing, if you've enjoyed this episode, please, please, please drop a review. Let us know what you think. Share it with your friends. Help me get this potty in as many ears as I can. But happy 2022, my friends. We are back. We are back and we are ready to roll. Let's make 2022 our greatest year yet. You've got this. I believe in you. I am here for you and I see you. Take care and I will see you next episode. Well, that's it for another episode of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. It has been amazing to have you here and I am so grateful for you taking the time to pop me in your ears as you go about your day or night. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Eating Your Cake 2 and if we aren't connected on LinkedIn yet, reach out and say hi. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I would love if you would leave me a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with me here too. Until next episode, you've got this, you can do it, you are doing it. And remember to sell yourself with confidence. Hey there, thanks for hanging on and thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. I truly love having you with me, but I want to make sure that you know if you're ready to work together exactly how we can do it. There are two ways to work with me individually. The first is through my private one-on-one coaching program where I only take a very limited number of clients each year by application. In this program, we create a bespoke plan for you designed to get you smashing your goals. If you're in need of someone to help you step into leadership, take control of your career, or design a powerful and energizing action plan to ensure you are seen, heard, and noticed at work or in your business, then this may be the program for you. The second way to work with me is through my private one-on-one Sell Yourself with Confidence program. This six-month proven program is purposefully created and structured, guaranteeing you get results. It's focused on four major barriers that I so often see preventing women from selling themselves. So at the end of this program, you'll walk away with a whole host of tangible deliverables, including a new pimped up resume, LinkedIn profile, relationship currency map, a unique selling proposition, a speaking with impact toolkit, and so much more. If you are ready to step up in your career or leadership, earn more, be heard more, and build an impactful and purposeful personal brand, then now is the time for you to do it. This private program will only be around for the next few months before we launch our global group Sell Yourself with Confidence program. If you feel like I would also be a good fit for your organization, let's chat about how together we can create more confident, courageous, and self-aware leaders capable of driving positive change in themselves, their teams, and in your organization. Jump on my website and download the services info pack. I'd love to chat to you. Book a call in my calendar 
The link is in my show notes. Thanks again so much for listening.